Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. Hi everyone, it's Linda OJ here with another SBCN Small Bees podcast and we have our regular guest, Steve Bentley, um, who comes on about every two weeks to talk about his branding initiatives, uh, Northern River Financial. Steve's recently um, rebranded his new company and in the past couple of podcasts we've talked about the importance of an online presence for marketing, differentiating marketing from sales and how they complement each other. And today, hi, Steve. Happy to have you back. How are you this morning? Doing really well. So I'm really excited because today we're going to be talking about some of your 2016 online video stats um, and some other stuff, obviously. But I'm interested in the um, online stats. So what's this all about? It's interesting. Uh, We, in looking at our marketing plan, one of the things we looked at was where and what kind of tools could we get to use that would have a little more impact with respect to our online and our content marketing. And in doing a little bit of research with with my marketing firm, uh, it's just amazing how quickly the use of video has grown. Um, You know, just as an example, over the last five years, it's increased eightfold. It's it's amazing that, you know, video in 2016 is intended to be about 55% of all of the Internet traffic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, we basically have seen an increase in video traffic by 18 times from 2011 to this year. So it's just an amazing tool that a lot more people are embracing. So the, the video is great. Um, do, how do you collect your stat, these stats? Where do you get your information from? Well, in this case, I actually referenced the uh, something called the Content Marketing Initiatives Report, um, which is one of the tools we use to sort of look at the effectiveness of different tools for purposes of content marketing. And when I start to read some of those statistics, it's just amazing. And I think people just in general, in terms of the use and the growth of the social media channels and the Internet in general, it's just such a much more used tool and really increasingly as we go by, it's becoming more prevalent in a lot of, of businesses in terms of the Okay, marketing. so you started measuring the success of your video initiative. So um, I guess what are some of the key drivers of video content marketing that, that you find are helping you? Well, I think, first of all, when you look at anybody looking at shopping for a service or a product, one of the key places they're going to go is the Internet. And I think you're finding more and more buyers going to the Internet. And I think the the information that's coming back is that a lot of them are definitely much more influenced by video and short video presentations and, and, you know, sort of descriptions and, and outlining of services for companies because it's much more of a personal interaction, although it is on a, a media format, uh, as opposed to just the static or the or traditional advertising of, of just like a static ad or a display ad, because they can get to see a little more of the personality of the business and, and the people behind the business and, and enlightening the, the things that they want to drive home about their particular product or service. So would that be um, some of the advantages of using video as your marketing tool? 
Yes, you know, I think just in the prevalence of small businesses, we're always looking for ways to try and promote ourselves. And, you know, with the advantage of the tools that we have, I mean, even as simple as an iPhone, it's just so much easier for people to then be able to be a little more interactive with their audience. And I think they're just becoming much more quickly, uh, people are much more quickly adapting to them and and reviewing them and and finding them a lot easier to digest than reading. And and, and all, again, the static ads where there's just a lot of descriptive information that catches their attention much more quickly. But the key piece is, you know, they've got to be fairly short in nature and and certainly well-crafted. So, Steve, um, attention span is short. So how long, you know, are your, your videos in length? How many minutes do you think is a good idea to have a video? You know, I've had that discussion with my marketing people, and you know what? There's so many people that have, you know, three, four-minute videos out there, but effectively, people should really be looking at a minute to a minute 30 for any kind of video content mm-hmm. because we've got to look at the attention span of the consumer. People are, you know, moving so quickly through social media, more, moving so quickly through information that if it's longer than that, then you tend to lose your audience at that point. Yep, yep, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, Unless, I guess, it's a training video and there's some key points that you can't just get over in, say, a minute. I've seen some awesome ones like that. So it depends on your business, I guess. Um, Have you got some tips for us for video creation? Because I know you're really getting into this area. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is when we looked at it, uh, one of the first things that we identified with the whole concept of making sure your video is aligning with your brand. I mean, we've gone through the discussion of a brand, establishing a brand, and the values and the message that you're trying to relate through anything you do from a promotional perspective, you need to make sure that the video is is connecting with with the brand brand and the identification and the message and the values in your brand. uh, but you can use videos for so many different purposes. You know, you can use it to display a service, have a narrative with a client audience or with a prospective audience to demonstrate products. But I think the big thing is you want to keep it on a human level. I like to use the word human because we get so caught up in, in being polished and presentable mm-hmm. and cute that people like to see the personality come through. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you are geared to being, speaking to people at their level and, and actually having a conversation. Yeah, not 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 too perfect. Um, well, we the Small Business Community Network, and you know, Dave and I, we've we've um, researched videos, we've worked on them for many years, and we've just come to the point now where we think we've we've found how our comfort zone. We know what works for us. Um, I dislike seeing people who just throw any old video out there, and it doesn't really look good. They haven't looked. I don't mind if you have a home office. I have a home office. Um, they haven't looked at what the background might look like, if it looks, um, what's the word, professional, if the lighting's good. You have to look after, you know, some of those things. And is this, you know, anything you can share with us, some some video tactics that, that you've used to make sure your videos look good? You know, you see a lot of people just throwing videos out there on every channel that they've got. I think one of the first things we identified was we wanted to create a branded YouTube channel. I mean, some people are using Vimeo, but we wanted to be able to draw people back to a site where they could watch the videos in their entirety and not just rely on the feed coming in from the social media side. But by doing that, you can cross-promote your videos through your website. You can attach them to your emails um, and certainly promote them, cross-promote them through your different channels. So it's important to really use the technology um, that's out there. One of the key things, too, is making sure you embed click your videos so that you can basically direct people from 
short video content to either a landing page or your website where if they're definitely interested, they can get more information without having to re-navigate to find that information. Now, that sounds good. That's something I'm not familiar with. I'll ask Dave about that. So you've actually um, gained a lot of information and a lot of expertise in this area. So obviously, did you do this you know, by hiring professionals or did you go online to find out the information? I think it's a combination. I have the fortunate aspect of being able to work with a marketing team, a marketing firm, but certainly I think everybody needs to be self-educated and self-aware. I mean, if you're going out there certainly and personally presenting yourself or your business, you want to make sure that you understand the tools that you're using because if you don't, then you can create issues that you may not even be aware of. And it's so easy to kill a reputation or do something wrong and get a negative reaction. So you've got to be conscious of, of if you're using these tools that you know what you're really doing. But from an expertise perspective, you certainly have the ability to go to resources that can give you that information. Mm. Um, we've started experimenting with, um, oh, I forgot the name now, Periscope. And my first one, luckily it was in Toronto and it wasn't sent out to a specific audience. Um, I didn't even know which way to hold my phone, which way to point it. So then I realized I had to sit down and actually learn how to use Periscope. I couldn't just go out there and just throw myself, you know, at the audience. So got a little bit better with that. Now, along with the video content marketing, you're still continuing to work on a daily basis and meet your clients and fulfill your obligations to your clients. The question I don't think I've asked you in all our podcasts is when do you get find time to wind down and to actually have some Steve time because that's very important, isn't it? It's important for everybody and that comes back to the nature of our whole business is putting life into your financial life plan or putting life ahead of everything that you're always planning for the future because you have to live today. And I think for me, it's just a matter of making sure that with family, with just personal time, that I make sure that I create that in my schedule. And it's important you do, and you're looking at your time management, that you intend to do something at a certain time, that you actually do it. So, so many people in business, they sacrifice personal time, they sacrifice family time. It's easy to do to work on the business, but you're losing the value of maybe being able to deal with some of the stress that you have in business by taking that time and ensuring that you do have some time to unwind and spend quality time with with people and and friends and family. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. On the flip side, um, I meet a lot of newer small business owners, and to be honest, some business owners are not so new. And uh, I guess one of their biggest complaints is basically they haven't got time to do A, B, or C. And you mentioned the word time management. So I, t- I really believe, like you, that we have to manage our time better. We have to, for me, me for instance, in one calendar, I've got like, my doctor's appointments, time with family, um, anything that's more of a personal nature. And then in my business calendar, I have two businesses, so I have to make sure I can manage that. And I have to make sure, you know, I've got some me time. And I know you think, Dave and I work extremely hard and we don't have any me time, but we do, we do. We, we're like everybody else, we have to have that time, otherwise, you know, we'd be just burnt out. So it's been really interesting today because what we've been listening to over the past couple of podcasts, however many we've had, is how you've... Now, when did you start brand, rebranding your business? It was 2015, wasn't it? You know, we started in the early summer of 2015 and led to a soft launch of the business 
and it's brand in September uh, 15th of 2015. So it's been a year, yeah. uh, almost a year since we started the process of, of looking at the, the structure so of the, the Northern Fruit. The one, the one thing I'll throw out there to anybody listening is it's taken you almost a year. You've done it well. You've had help. You've hired professionals. You've researched. You've looked into the ABCD and all the way down to you are continuing to make a success of your rebranding efforts and you're still successful in business. So the one caution I'll put out there to everybody, Steve did not do this overnight. It's not magic. It's hard work, dedication, and planning, preparation, would you say, Steve? Yes, I think it's important that you don't have to do it alone. There's so many people that can provide you, even if it's just sitting down with a mentor and, and getting advice from people who have been down that road. Um, but I privilege of working with team members, and, and certainly they've done a lot of, of what I needed. Um, but people need to understand that there are resources they can tap into if they just ask. That, that's absolutely awesome. Now, um, we talked last time about how you know um, on the local uh, TV daytime Rogers show, um, are you going to be going on there on a regular basis? Have you got any new dates coming up to share with us? I will be announcing a date shortly. I'm just working on the content with the producer and then just the uh, the cycle that we're going to be looking at and the content that we're going to be looking at. But that's we're excited perfect. about that. That's perfect. And more exciting for me, anyhow, April, you will be the speaker at the Small Business Community Network, one of our networking events in Waterloo Region. And I guess your topic is going to be, can I guess? <laughs> Is it, is it wrapped around your rebranding efforts this, you know, this year and last year by any chance? Yeah, I think I get a lot of people asking me about how do you go about creating an entity, how do you go about creating a brand, creating a message. So it's going to be a journey. We're going to be looking at our rebranding process. We're going to be looking at it from a reflective perspective. We rejuvenated our whole business structure and just sharing some of the success stories and maybe some of the things that were challenging. So it's really a good narrative uh, that we're going to be presenting at the meeting in April. So, Steve, you are here. You are there. You are everywhere. I know this morning you were at a breakfast networking event. So what I would say to our listeners is Steve's a you know, really good person to look at and say, well, if Steve can do it, I can do it. But how did Steve do it? So this podcast is going to be really useful. Thank you, Steve, for another awesome um, journey into your rebranding process. And uh, I guess we'll be, um, I guess for the last, We've got one more podcast, um, I guess, is it next week or the week after before Dave and I head off to the UK? Yeah, it's two weeks today. Two weeks today, and then we have to wait until May to learn more about your awesome journey. So have a wonderful day, and we'll be in touch. All right, thank you. It's been a great journey, and it's really the story behind it. Thank Thank you, bye. 